I guess it doesn't really turn on. It's just the power by. Pulling. It's powered by the um, the thing here, so you shouldn't have to turn anything on. I shouldn't have to, but if I want to. If you do, turn on your lady. <laughs> different episode. It's a different episode. <laughs> Dudes to Dads is a podcast to help men understand and navigate the transition of being a single dude into a family man. How do we make sense of it all? Well, we probably won't be able to, but let's go ahead and have some fun trying. We are here for another podcast. Very exciting uh, podcast today, although I say that every time. Right, yeah. <laughs> you say that every but it time. But it is exciting every time to me. I mean, it's like yeah. everything's new. You know, it's yeah, like being yeah. a parent. Every single day is different. Every right. single day is new. Um, today, we have a special guest. Uh, Scott Killian is a certified financial planner. I will let him introduce himself, but um, to give you a little background, uh, here in our meetup group in Encinitas, uh, the Dudes to Dads meetup group, um, Scott's been a fairly constant uh, contributor uh, you know, participating in the meetups. And then as well, he's a certified financial planner, as I said. So tonight's meetup, we actually talked about financial aspects of parenting. Mm. And a lot of it, you know, applies to anybody in any situation. It's just smart stuff to, you know, to, to know. Yeah. Um, but as it relates to parents, you know, these are some things that we found were really valuable. And so I asked Scott to, you know, come on in and, and, and kind of share with us some of these things. So first, Scott, why don't you say hello and at least introduce yourself and we'll sort of start from there. Yeah, hello everybody and it's really great to be here. I, um, as Jason mentioned, I am a certified financial planner. I am a dad first and a financial planner second. Nice. I've been in this industry for 15 years and I've seen a lot and I'm happy to talk about some things hopefully to help everybody navigate the waters of parenthood financially. Awesome. Right on, awesome. which is a big, big topic. No, it is. It is. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of people when they're they're first getting married, they it's sort of this. It, you know, that's a big step, and there's a lot of financial changes. A lot of times, people get jobs, they buy a house, they right. you know all these different things, um, and then when you have this child, you're like, whoa! All of a sudden, <laughs> there's a little bit more expenses. You yeah, know? but even before that, though, I mean, getting the change married, from dude to dad. Yeah, dude, dude to dad. To, but to I parent, mean, when yeah. you when you people get married, it's their first shot at responsibility. True. True. <laughs> exactly. Kids and financial, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, as a dude, you're only responsible for yourself. All you really care about is spending money on yourself. Right. And um, so yeah, it speaking. becomes a little bit more difficult. So so Scott had a couple of things I wanted to share. We kind of, let's call them, you know, five tips. It's not like these are the only tips, but, you know, these are five really important things that I think parents um, kind of have to do. Maybe that's the best way of saying it. Um, they, they really just kind of look have to look at these things and 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 say well say wowie <laughs> say wowie 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 marry so these are five things that i think parents need to look at uh you know as i said everybody can benefit from this but really when you are a parent you need to look at these things so the first one we have is what scott what was the first thing we had, we had talked about well, it's funny. The first thing I think is the one thing on here that is actually a non-financial financial tip. And that's just simply, you really have to have a commitment from both of the adults in the in the relationship to actually to do the financial planning together. Okay. This is so a commitment. Is just that, the, that commitment is absolutely, sort of the first tip. Absolutely. Okay. You have to, and, and commitment is not just, yeah, 
okay, that sounds great, go ahead and do it, and I support whatever you say. It's no, I buy into the philosophy. I'm going to not only, I'll help, I'll participate. Both make effort. Both make effort, yeah. both switch roles being the personal CFO for the so family. Yeah, you, you had mentioned that in our in our meetup. That was really interesting. So, and maybe, you know, t- to share with Alan is, you know, he was talking about, the idea of switching because a lot a lot of the guys in the meetup were sitting there talking going oh who does the finances and it's either my right. wife or you know and then or i do it and saying actually switching those roles for like three months so oh, okay. you say okay for three months i'm going to do it now for three months you do it and what was the reason for that well the biggest reason is that what if the primary person that does it is no longer around then you're going to be in a situation mm-hmm. where there's a death or something that happened things are going to get a little hectic and frenetic you have kids and you're not thinking right family friends are not going to be able to help you because they're not privy to your situation and that's even the extreme situation absolutely. i mean they you know, the, 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 or out of town for you know business yeah i mean the, the, probably the most probably the most probable or the, the biggest reason would be just so that you both know what's going on well the biggest know? reason is just to buy into the philosophy you uh, i think somebody at the group mentioned it too you can hold, you could put the trump card down later saying that, well, I, you, nobody can say that they didn't know what, what they're right. supposed to be doing. Nobody was blindsided and all absolutely. of a sudden say, absolutely. oh, I was not aware. He was the one doing it all or vice versa. You know, she yeah. was the one who handles that. So, hey, I, I don't know what's going on. That's right. You know, there's That's really right. no excuse, I guess. There's no, there's, there's no excuse. There's yeah. no excuse. And to to give yourself, to, to sit down and actually commit to doing this, it, it gives your gives your family every chance of success. So don't do something that's going to sabotage yourself right out of the gate. How do you think you, you um, actually take action on that commitment? So, I mean, is it writing an agreement? Is it uh, you know, I think you had said like, well, you know, somebody might have want to write a mission statement or something sure. like that. You know, yeah, for the people that it depends on how you live your life and how your family lives lives their life. What, how do you best how do you best execute on something? That's what we're talking about here. It's not right. just the commitment; but it's actually doing it. So, if you like to write lists and put it up on the refrigerator, then that's what needs to happen. If you can sit down and have a a brief talk, look, we're doing this, and you're going to do this, and you're going to do this, and that's fine. Fist then, bump? Yeah, yeah, fist bump. And, yeah, hey, hun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, the top Where's gun, the high bump? five, low five, and bada boom, bada bing. Right. <laughs> no, that's cool. No, that's awesome. So, yeah, that that is, and that's probably the biggest hurdle. I mean, it is. simply the, the commitment and the willingness to, to both Without do a it. doubt, if, if the commitment's not there, then the rest of it doesn't really matter. Is, that, is this um, agreeing on the actual strategy? Or just you're not even there yet? It's broad strokes. It's agreeing that, look, we're, this is what we're doing in general. This is, there could be some debt. There could be something that happens. We want to make sure that we accomplish X, Y, and Z. And here's how we're going to conduct ourselves financially. It's going to go into the spending. It's going to go into what we're saving for. It's going to be, it's going to go into the decisions that we make for our, for our kids and what we, what we want to do. Okay. And, yeah, like you said before, this is the first time that, that people are going to have to actually involve somebody else Ooh, so and, and make, and, and make <laughs> a, a decision, not, not only for themselves as now a unit, but now for their new, for their kids, something, somebody that's going to be with them for the rest of their life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you have to plan for their future. You absolutely do. They're not bringing yeah. an income at this point. <laughs> no, no, you are. And Those it's all on you. <laughs> awesome. Which everybody is, right? <laughs> of course. So, and, and so moving on to the next uh, sort of the next item or the next tip, you you mentioned, you know, you said get the cash flow in check. I guess I, I kind of interpret this as, you know, doing a budget. Is that the right way? That's to- true. Once you get the commitment, the buy-in, then you're ready to move on to something a little bit more specific, which is addressing the cash flow. And not only the cash flow, but 
one of the things that I mentioned tonight was building your own personal financial statements, looking at what a balance sheet looks like, your net worth, your assets and liabilities, and also looking at what your cash flow statement, what the money coming in and the money going out. If you do that, you can make some really good decisions that aren't rocket science that will right. help right the ship if there is a ship to be righted. I, I, you know, I think a lot of people listening will be like, oh, that's so intimidating. You know, they, they don't like numbers. They don't like dealing. I mean, the whole point of, you know, putting your uh, automation to your bills, and that, it's like out of sight, out of mind. I don't even want to deal with it. Right. Yeah, that's, 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 that's true. And yet this is an important, this, this is important to do. And for many people, it doesn't rise to the level of importance to actually take action. So during the commitment talk, it, the, the result of that will be this now hey, rises we to make the lever. Absolutely. Yeah. And Absolutely. so what are some ways that people can make a budget? I mean, is it simply just an Excel spreadsheet? You know, I mean, it, it certainly can be. And there's been a big business out there of actually creating software and applications on your smartphone. I've and, heard of and, a couple. Yeah, like, sure. Mint, Mint is one. There's actually yeah. one, too, that we didn't talk about that is called, it was just a different way of thinking about it. It's called You Need a Budget. And basically what that does <laughs> is it assigns a do, it assigns a dollar to a goal, whereas Mint is more of a rear view mirror. Here's, every, here's what you've done. Right. The You Need a Budget is actually assigns it to a goal. And that's helpful. It's counterintuitive, but it works. Yeah. I like that idea, actually, of having it kind of set to a goal because then you kind of have something in mind. And then you're constantly thinking about those things. Absolutely. I work a lot better in that context. Sure, yeah. 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 Well, so, Alan, not putting you on the spot, but... Let's do it. Do you have a budget? Spot. I'm leaving. Do you have a budget? Uh, I do now. I didn't a long time ago, okay. and not even not that long ago, where I would, you know, be basically a spendthrift. Like, I didn't think about where my money was going. Right. Uh, but now that I can make... I'm making a salary where I can actually plan a budget. Right. Um, when you're I, in a committed relationship. Yeah, a committed yeah. relationship. Um, just, just trying to be smarter. As yeah. I get older, you know, like I, I know that, you know, I'm not going to live forever and I need to plan for retirement and that type of thing. And uh, don't get me wrong. I still have that kind of disposable income mentality, especially now that I actually well, we'll make get more. to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that. funny how We're the uh, more, go out to restaurants. Yeah, I'll buy it. Right. I'll buy the next round. Well, it, yeah. it. It's yeah. funny how the uh, how the budget comes into play when the committed relationship is now right there, too. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Exactly. yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> well, and, and so and I was kind of the same way. I, you know, I'd, I had done OK. And so I just was like, oh, well, there's money there and let's not worry about it. And, sure. you know, as time goes on and realizing right with the kids and the things that they need and my family needs and stability and those kinds of things we're, we're now going through it I mean, my wife and i are actually going through the process of establishing the budget and i can tell you it's not easy yeah. no it's, it's not, not an easy process and the yeah. thing too to, to realize is it's not just looking at what you're doing and assigning a category to that you may need to add categories like savings for instance right. savings is huge or vacation yeah. and must, <laughs> or vacation and yeah. and with with kids you no matter where what stage of development your kid is in whether it's daycare or whether it's full-blown school then you have the activities and you have all this all these other things those things need to have a place in that budget so that you that it's not a surprise or a sh shock really right when they come up yeah right. or at least a reservoir for the unforeseen absolutely yeah. i was actually pretty impressed we had we had you know a decent amount of guys at this uh, meetup tonight and a majority of them have budgets. Yeah. And it was cool. I mean, yeah. it was cool to see sort of, and, and it was actually quite surprising. You know, they, <laughs> they say, oh no, I live by a budget yeah. and I have this and my wife yeah. does this and I do this. I mean, it was it was pretty interesting of that. I, I don't know if that's the norm or not. No, it absolutely yeah. isn't the norm. I and mean, you deal with this was, all the time. Yeah, no, it absolutely is not the norm. We actually you dealt with it. Yeah, it was the norm. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny to see every single hand raise. And yeah, you know, 
I do it, and that's fine. That's great, and that's where that's where people should be. But it's definitely not the norm. So maybe is it saying that people who are into dudes to dads or that approach are a little bit more proactive? With yeah, people that yeah. care about parenting, you know, they they yeah, from yeah. every yeah. yeah, that's a good way. <laughs> we'll do another one called Deadbeat Dads later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Deadbeat to Dad or <laughs> Deadbeat to Dude. To dad to Deadbeat. Um, no, that's cool. That's very cool. So mm-hmm. now here's a big one. This is the the third sort of tip or the third element, I should say. Uh, you talk about debt, um, you know, regardless of whether you're single or married or not, you know, debt is the killer. And as a parent and as raising a family, it's the last thing you want to be in is debt. Yeah. yeah and a lot of times you inherit debt with relationships, too. So right. you you uh, you get married. So it's part of the be... part of the agreement when you're going through and, and about to get married. Of course, that's one of the questions. Do you have any debt? Do you have your debt? Of course. Yeah, that's, that's what you do. I'd like you... to see your balance sheet. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure everybody does that. So they've, they've, yeah, they've got that. They got that covered before uh, before actually pulling the trigger on marriage. But yes, I went to USC. So, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, it's almost like what, what are those things? Uh, the the Q. Um, Magic eight ball? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, the scanner. Like Science you know, you can know. the the QR code. Q- you know <laughs> that somebody you walk up to them like you yeah. know if you're single and you actually look at mm-hmm. their QR code like oh nope forget it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> They're gonna have that watch. Yeah. She's really attractive, but it's whoa, like, too much debt. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing with the thing with debt is that as you said, Jason, it is the single the single the single most thing that will that will kill any progress that you make with anything. There is very little productive debt that is out there. A mortgage might be arguably one of those productive forms of debt because you get a tax benefit from it. But the things about credit cards and student loan debt, these things just accumulate, 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 and it really puts a damper on that interest doesn't help you out in, in any way. So, so what are some ways then that people can approach that debt and getting rid of that debt? I mean, we talked, um, Michael, who's been in here with another one of our podcasts, he talked about how when he was single, he was in debt and he you know, read a couple of different books and took a class yep. and then ultimately got on the right track. I mean, other mm-hmm. than there are, I mean, there's books and obviously things like that. What have you seen that's worked for people? Again, going back to the, going back to number one, the people that I've seen the most successful with getting out of debt are those that are committed to getting, getting out, out of debt. debt. It, it just, it rises. It, it's as simple as that. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about strategies and the people that do it the best. And would you pay the highest credit card off, balance off or the, the highest interest rate or what do you do? You gotta be doing something. And you gotta be, you just have to be doing something and you have to be diligent enough about it to know that that liability or that that debt what you're in the hole is important enough to make sure that that getting that done as quickly as possible will help secure your ability to save for the future right Mm -hmm. and you had said something that was interesting of looking at paying off the debt as a rate of return absolutely yes yeah so if you yeah if your if your credit card's charging you 20 percent you pay that credit card off. That is like getting a 20% rate of return. Right. So if you have a very good stockbroker that gets you 30%, then it makes more sense to keep the debt. But I don't know anybody who has that good of a stockbroker to guarantee <laughs> right. a 20% rate of return. So pay off the debt. Yeah, yeah, right. absolutely. No, that's good. That's very cool. So the next one is pay yourself first. Now, there might be a little controversy with this one. I mean, not everybody agrees. Uh, or I shouldn't say everybody agrees, but this is not the way that most people think. I should say. And you brought this topic up and there was a little bit of a debate about it. Um, What does it mean to pay yourself first? So a lot of what I hear and what I read about financial planning for families, new families is, okay, I'm a responsible parent. 
I just had my my baby boy, my baby girl. The first thing you're going to do is get that social security card and go right down and establish a 529 plan. And the thing Guilty. is, is, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the thing is, it's fun to do that because you feel like, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm starting yeah. right at, at, you know, the I'm starting at the absolute, you know, the beginning part of. of it's going to accumulate the, the, as well. Absolutely. Yeah, the sooner the better. The sooner the better, right? Well, that's not always, in many cases, not the smartest thing to do. You as as the adults need to pay yourself first so get your current expenses met establish the emergency fund do your retirement planning and when all pay that's done yeah pay off <laughs> debt and when all that's done then consider some of these other things like a 529 plan if that's if that's the right and what is the go. 529 plan for a 529 school? plan is simply a way to save for college in a tax advantaged way okay like a 401k for college Similar. Similar. You know, there's no tax benefit to it other than the growth is tax free. So it's great to open it up to have the grandparents contribute to it. That is something that you should do immediately because you want to give them an opportunity to dump (laughs) as much money in there as possible. But as you were saying, like if you're going to put a hundred bucks a month or whatever the amount is, you're saying actually of using that hundred dollars and pay off debt instead of doing the college fund. I think when you think of everything in in the bigger picture, if the idea is to save money, is to provide a college fund for your uh, for your kids, then the 529 plan is a is a solution to that. There are many solutions to that, and there are some that are better than others. What's I, a different scenario? Well, yeah. one common strategy is to set up Roth IRAs for yourself as, as the mom and the dad, because you can put money in there, and you can take the principal out without paying a penalty like you'd have to do in a traditional IRA. And the thing is, is when the kid gets 18 year, years old and you have this, this Roth IRA, well, if he goes to college, you can pull that money out and add that to his his fund. It's not in his name; won't impact his ability to get financial aid. So, like oh. a five twenty nine plan would. So you can do something. So, if like you're that. looking to get financial aid potentially in the future, and or if that's something that you're considering, you're saying that the five twenty nine plan will actually prohibit. Well, inhibit, it, I should it, say. It'll it ad, gets added to your assets, so it could have a, a, a deleterious effect. The, yeah. Absolutely, and so there are some ways to do that. And why I'm not would a Roth IRA not? Because the Roth IRA is owned by the parents, not owned by the child. So it's oh, considered so they look the, at the child's asset. They, have, they, they, they well, no, they look at. No, they look at your assets. They look at. They do, <laughs> but they don't impact. But when they do the calculation, then the 529 has a bigger impact than the, okay. than the Roths do. Oh. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, this is stuff we don't learn. You know, yeah, we no were talking about that. It's like though. all of this stuff, it's so important to, you know, for your future, your family's future, the the, the sort of stability and everything else. Yeah. And we simply do not learn this stuff. I mean, I consider myself a fairly educated guy. Yeah. You know, I know things. I do this. <laughs> I, you know, I know And things. I don't think I have enough information about all of this. I mean, I'm sitting there in this meetup. I'm like, yeah, I should probably do some of that. You know, that's probably a good idea too. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've kind of heard it or you know sure. this and you're like, but a lot of it is, is, is a little bit overwhelming, you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe that is part of the idea is you don't have to do it alone. You can hire somebody to, to do it. You know, that, I mean, that, that's what you do. You know, people yeah. come to, so what do people do? I mean, is it as simple as somebody finding a, a you know, certified financial planner or somebody and just saying, hey, what should I do? You know, that's one route to go. But as I also mentioned in the, in the group, you you have to come to the table with a willingness to do something. This information is not rocket science. I did not 
open up the black book that nobody gets to see <laughs> and come up with the information. The this secret. is readily available. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the, a lot of times having somebody else coach you through it, hold you accountable, be of an course. accountability partner yeah. is, is of benefit. But more than anything, it's just r- having it rise to the level of importance. Look, right. you have a family, a new relationship. You have, you're building a nest. You have to think about things a lot differently than just trying to get through college and not go to jail, right? <laughs> <laughs> was that what you were thinking about? No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah no, Even I while it. I was in jail. Yeah. No, that's, 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 a, that's a good point. You know, it, it is. Your life kind of changes. I mean, as, as the whole purpose of dudes to dads, it's just, you know, the idea of you're changing and evolving, you know, it's how do you handle that? And that I, I think the financial aspect is a really, really big one. You know, we talk about all these parenting techniques mm-hmm. and relationship stuff and whatever, but you know, money is a huge oh, part of, of not only the problems yeah. in a relationship, but it, you know, it also carries a lot of weight yeah. within the relationship. Yeah. And Absolutely. taking taking a thoughtful approach to this, really, at the end of the day, makes the family feel a lot less stressed. And a little because, in control. Because maybe. you're not. You know, like you were saying was like, oh, well, I've, I got to think about all stuff in my head. Well, and like like what Mike, Mike was saying, well, you have envelopes, so just have the envelopes there, right? right? And then you can, instead of thinking about it and getting it, because that, that adds stress, you know, just go to the one place that you know where everything is and you know what you need to do. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that was one of the suggestions was actually one of the guys takes, you know, the monthly budget, separates everything into envelopes and actually, you know, him and his wife hand out envelopes and they understand and say, okay, here's the envelope of cash for this. Here's the envelope of cash for this. Yeah. And it's just all split out. So it's like, it's whatever's in the envelope yep. is what, what you do. <laughs> That's a very yeah. sound way of doing things. It doesn't yeah. work for everybody, but it is a sound way to approach saving. Yeah. yeah well, it was interesting because it's, uh, yeah, it's like you know, it's using cash, but I guess, you know, part of using cash in general is that it's not as trackable meaning you don't categorize it as well. Like, you know, hey, I'm just, I'm at the store, I'm, I'm buying this or whatever. But the idea is if you have that predetermined in an envelope, that seems yeah. to solve that problem when you yeah. know that that money is specifically allocated for it. Well, then you yeah. see the money. Like right. the thing is like with credit and cards, for the longest time I stopped having any credit cards and no ATM cards. I paid everything in cash because I could see it leaving my hands <laughs> right. and when my wallet gets empty, I have no cash. Right. So therefore I should spend anymore and it helped. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, you know, I'm a little more responsible, a little more yeah. responsible. Cash is king, right? Yeah. yeah but that's the thing. Yeah, exactly. So if we went to a cashless society, I think it'd collapse. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like but, everything's on credit. You know, the, the, the one thing that, that it doesn't do though, is in a world where there's an app for everything, there's no app for the cash that you spend right. because it's in your hand. So yeah. you have to manually use the register and you have to, you know, write the dollars. That that's you what I mean. Yeah. 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 As far as you have to be responsible enough to record it. And so that, you know, for somebody who is a little bit more lazy, they may not do that, you know, Mm -hmm. and then you're not tracking where the money is going. And so that is a good way of doing it where you have an envelope or you have something where you can, you know. As an alternative though, there are banks that allow you to open up accounts that are just like those envelopes and then you can just transfer money into those accounts and handle it that way. So So you can have a certain budget. Sure. So you can, you can just, you can just do that and then you won't have the, you know, the archaic envelope system. You know, at some point they probably will stop, you know. It's a lot of envelopes. I got to digress <laughs> yeah, yeah. here for a little bit. I went to, last year, I went to a 11th grade retreat. And at the end of it, the 11th graders had to address an envelope to themselves. Over half of the 11th graders did not know how to address an envelope. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. That's sad. So, I can believe that. They can't. They, they don't learn that. I mean, it's, it's, where does my name? I mean, they, they really ask me like, how is a letter? It? I mean, yeah, yeah, my kids are going to grow up not knowing. They're not, you know. Everything's email. I'm, like, how many people write letters anymore? You know. Like, well, we have them write thank you notes, but it doesn't have an address. Well, I guess it does on the act. Yeah, the envelope, <laughs> but that, that's. I just don't. Maybe it's we should teach them how to do that, an right? abacus too. I mean, <laughs> hey, they still do the abacus. Is there such thing as a fax machine? You know, I mean, it's like actually, I just saw a guy the other day, and he said he had his signature on his email, and it had his fax number. And I'm like, what? I, 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 when is the last time somebody used a fax? I don't remember that. So, anyways, it's just one yeah. of those things. A lot of technology. <laughs> so the last one, and I think this is probably the most significant, although they're all significant, um, is the contingency planning. And, you know, this is not only just catastrophic events and things like that, but, you know, just reality of when something happens, uh, you have to be prepared. You know, so what what did you mean by yeah, that? Yes. So really what I'm what I'm talking about here is just buttoning down the hatch. The contingency planning falls, there's two categories. There's the insurance need, and then there's the estate planning need. And it's all going to be different for everybody. But there's a couple things that, that everybody should keep in mind. The first is, if you're working for an employer, the first thing that you should do is get some disability insurance. That The likelihood of you dying... You from your employer? From your employer. Or if you're not, if you're, if you're self-employed too, you can, also, you can also get them. It doesn't matter if you're employed or not. It doesn't matter if you have a employer or not you, you need you should get it anyway okay and this is long-term disability long-term insurance. disability insurance absolutely because the rationale behind that is you will become disabled before you will die the, the, the likelihood of that happening so you're saying that's greater. the number one first in line type of insurance to get sure it's it's cheaper and it protects your income that comes in which is exactly what so you just have to prove a certain steady flow of income year after year or what do you have to do to well for if you work for an employer they usually offer that as part of their benefits package you just have to si- sign up for it if right. you don't if you're self-employed you have to go through a little bit of a of a process with a carrier and that's why it's important just to find one that understands your business and then you can go through and okay. and, and and figure that out and just in general, it protects about sixty percent of your uh, of your income. And I mean, up until you're from a, from a cost standpoint, or mm-hmm. you know, obviously it depends on your salary. Yep. I mean, that's you said it's a percentage of your salary yep. or something like that. But is it? I mean, are we talking tens of dollars, hundreds of dollars? I mean, how? Maybe a hundred or two hundred dollars a month. It really depends. But if I'm gonna, if somebody's gonna hold a gun to me and ask me to to give a, a but ballpark, it's a range. Those are it's a range. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I mean, if if you make a hundred thousand, it's different than if you make forty thousand. So I mean, it's, absolutely, yeah. Okay, Absolutely. So. Yeah. Because they're insuring a different amount. Got yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And then if something happens and you're unable to work, they then provide you a certain percentage. That's I mean, right. Obviously, the rate depends on how much of a percentage you want to have or something. Or? Yeah, but it's in general 60% is really okay. what most policies cover. And, and, that's, and that's something that you want to do. Which is interesting because that. that's sort of saying you could really live off sixty percent of what your income is. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not really. Sure, not really. Yeah. Where did that forty percent go? Yeah. Um, okay. So, so there's so there's that that piece of it, and I think that's something that that people should look at. And what's uh, immediately. okay? And then what was the second? Yeah. So type? so so beyond that, then then you get into life insurance, and the thing is, is you. Um, Everybody in the household provides an economic benefit to the family, whether whether or not they work or not. So you really are looking at solving an issue for for both. So a stay-at-home parent would still have an insurable 
I wish right, you're having if insurance. If they're gone, there's they're still gone. costs associated. That's right. With then them. you're yeah. replacing it with a nanny or somebody else that, or, but the amount of insurance is depends. So you have to be careful when you calculate that need. There's a lot of online calculators, and that can be misleading. So make sure when you go out and try to find the insurance that you're talking to somebody that can actually walk you through a more human process. And really, what you're what you're insuring for is because you have kids you are in your highest uh, need for insurance and you would just want to get something generally until they're no longer a dependent or out of your house, right? College, for instance. Right, Wait, yeah. so you get your own contingency until they're out of the house? Is that what you just said? You would just get a policy that insures um, for a period of, just say, 18 or 20 years, 20 years or so. And then by that time, they'll be out of the house. Got and it. then your um, need for insurance in general would, would be lower because you're not, you don't have another mouth to feed. They're not dependent upon Got you it. for income. Hopefully they're, yeah. you know, yeah. self-sufficient. Although, some, yeah, uh, yeah, some, yeah. Some Although I can tell you the, stories, you know. Yeah, you've listened to the Dudes to Dads podcast your entire life yeah. and you know everything there is to know about parenting. <laughs> yep, that's true. It's Bold statement. And then there's some other things too. You have retirement accounts, IRAs, 401ks at work. Make sure that you have your beneficiary designations properly notated on there. If you just got married, chances are your girlfriend at the time was not the primary beneficiary. Well, now you want her and probably on there as the primary beneficiary on your account. Uh, additionally, you, I always recommend that you want to have at least one primary, well, you'll you have one primary beneficiary and one contingent beneficiary just in case the primary isn't living at the time. So you want to do take that extra step to put somebody in. And who's a good suggestion for that? Oh, that just depends. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm always a good suggestion for that one. Yeah, put me on Well, that. what about a company? What about a company? You, um, you don't companies, use... well, no, you wouldn't put a company as a benefit because they would get your assets. So okay. you could do a charity or you okay. could do family I mean, members. Yeah. You could do something like that. Or if you only have a few people in your life and if they, if one or two people die and you don't care, then you can, who cares what happens to it? And you can just let it go well, to the state. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, so you had also talked about like uh, the the trust. Idea yeah, and that's and that's the other part of this too is that, um, in, t in terms of buttoning down the hatch, you want to get some basic estate plan documents in place. In California, it's advisable to consider looking at a trust just because of the hellacious probate process that that we will go through here if you're in another state and what, what does that mean it means if you die yeah so if you die and you don't have and, and money that doesn't is not specifically going to another person so think about you your retirement accounts something yeah so like uh your house for instance right if well your checking account for instance <laughs> okay. or something like that that might even be a bad example too um uh, your your stock accounts or something like that. Maybe if 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 it was only in your name, you didn't and have you your die, wife on, it and you die, right. then it would your go wife would to. Your would have difficulty getting access. To well, if, if ultimately it would go to her, but it would go through the California probate system first yeah. as they figure it all out. And a lot of fees and things. Would there, there's some fees, yeah. So the way that you bypass all that is just simply simply by putting it in the name of the trust, and the trust will tells how that. How, how the assets go. It tells you who, who gets it, who administers so it. So is part of the trust, is the will part of the trust? It's not part of the trust, it's part of your estate plan. So what you would have is a will that basically says everything goes to the trust, the, the trust is then drafted, um, and that, that tells the distribution of the assets okay. there too. 
And for the attorneys out there, I'm speaking very generally here. I know there's always <laughs> exceptions. I know they're going to call, email us. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Podcast, well, dude, if, you know, that's the thing. Yeah. Um. One of the things too I want to say is if you do have questions or comments, um, you can reach us or email us at podcast at dudestodads.com. If you got a questions for Scott or such, we can certainly we'll make sure that you know he's available to, to answer that. Um, and you know, and I think we, we will certainly want to have him back as well because there's oh, a absolutely. lot of information yeah. here. It's it's a lot to cover in a short amount of time. But um, yeah, I just it, my head's spinning right now. It's, <laughs> I'm trying to focus on the podcast, and I'm and in the back of my mind, I'm like, wow, I've got to do all these things. Well, I, I just wanted to say one thing along with the estate planning. More important than than that is having the powers your powers of attorney drafted. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that in case something happens to you financially or or medically that you have the documents there to hand to the right people so that somebody could easily take over the responsibility. You don't want to have a hassle, have, have a hassle there. So yeah. a general power of attorney and healthcare power, power of attorney. And with kids, you need to have something that, that talks about guardianship. guardianship yeah. 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 Okay. Wow. Yeah. Did crazy. you get it all, Alan? I'm, I'm, no, I have this as a recording, and I'll have it at home to listen to. So you're just going to keep playing it back. Playing. I, dude, I have to. Like, I'm going to call Scott. Wait, wait, you, at, 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 number, at 1642, you were mentioning this. What did you mean by that? Like, I'm a little slow on the pickup. I, I said I need to hear things multiple times, but that's the beauty of a podcast. Yeah, we got it recorded. Uh-huh. You can have it recorded. It's forever ingrained, and we can just keep listening to it over and over again. Absolutely. So, well, Scott, thank you very much for, for coming in yeah, and talking cool. with us. Yeah. This, this stuff is so important to parents. It's actually, you know, like I said, it's, it's important for everybody. It, no, it is. I mean, um, speaking as you know, even if you're a dude. Yeah, even you if know. you're a dude. Um, uh, speaking on that on that tip, I'm I now thinking about these things and estate planning and all that. So I'm like, wait a minute. I gotta set right. that up now. And, it, and the truth <laughs> is, too, it doesn't really matter how much you have. I mean, no. it's, it's all important. You it's know, all that, relative. You know, the money that you have is yours. Right. You know, yeah. that's. I mean, people think, well, I don't make that much money. Well, I can't do that. But the truth is, it's, it's just as important. Yeah, no matter right. what amount of income you have or the assets that you have. Sure. You have to begin to protect everything. You do. And, and now that now that everyone, now that you're in a relationship and you have a, have a kid, this should start to bubble up a little bit because yeah, there's a lot more at stake. There's a lot yeah, more than just true. living in a dorm room and, right. you know, <laughs> eating, you know, Mama Celeste pizza yeah. and just wondering if you you're going to make the class the next like day. That. Yeah, I totally. Just, yeah, there's really <laughs> flashback. Yeah. I mean, there's, there, there's lives at stake here and, and, you know, you want, you want to be, you want to be prudent in your decisions. Yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. So with that, just want to say thank you to Scott. Uh, thank you, Alan as yes. well. And uh, another great podcast, and we'll see you guys next time. Next time. See ya. See ya.